I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Stacy. Hi Stacy, how are you? Debbie, I'm so good. I'm really excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. But before we get to all of your tips, can you share with us why you live an offbeat life? Yes, I live in Portugal with my husband and two kids. We've been here for four years now, which is wild. Um, Before we moved here, I lived in Thailand, Vietnam, and the Dominican Republic, and also the very exotic place of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, (laughs) And for nearly 14 years now, I have been running my location-independent business. Um, That is our life now. We've, We've achieved the freedom of location that I always wanted. Yeah, and you did this through the art of writing and you created this freedom lifestyle for yourself and we love that. But one of the things that I feel like as a writer and I'm sure other writers out there feel as well is the inconsistency sometimes with the work that you are able to do, whether you're a freelance writer um, or even now in this type of environment where even with a full-time job, you can get laid off, right? And you can lose projects, etc. So how can somebody um, set off to work from like short-term writing projects, especially to creating their own business, just like you, Stacy, and make this more sustainable for themselves? Well, I, you know, one thing I, I think is a good point to, to drill into, to your point on just kind of like the challenge of, as a freelance writer, bringing in consistent work, layering that work effectively so that you're not like, you know, not sleeping for a week and then have nothing to do the next week. <laughs> I used to have a lot of challenges with just overall balance and keeping my calendar really balanced. But for me, a couple of things that have really helped me move into the work that I have. One is I niched. I picked a very specific niche. I actually ended up switching directions. So I was in science, uh, wellness, medicine for a while. And now I do a lot of work in business, leadership, social equity, uh, personal development. Um, But I think it can be very difficult as a writer when you are Um, kind of like a Jane of all trades and doing any type of work versus being somebody who's a specialist at a specific thing. And that also allows you to charge a lot more. Um, One of the things that I learned as I was kind of running my own business is that uh, I refused, well, learned slash decided to do, I stopped looking at market rates um, for the work that I do and started charging based on my expertise and my value and also how booked up I was. 
Um, and so that's also just like leaning into taking on higher end projects, less of them, and really giving a lot of attention and energy to the clients that I take on. Um, and also building in more long form content versus just articles and other short form, which was a journey. Uh, and it took me saying yes to the first book that came my way. A lot of writers will have these opportunities come up here and there just by nature of working with a client for a while, or maybe there's an opportunity that comes up to write an ebook or uh, a longer, maybe a white paper or something longer. And I had one of those opportunities come up earlier on in my career. And as terrified as I was, I just said yes, even though I had no clue what I was doing. And then I figured it out from there and I was able to build my skill from there. Um, and I think a lot of people have this idea that like they have to have all the skills first before they get the opportunity. But I've always been of the mindset that I get the opportunity first and then I invest my energy and time into learning the skill. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you never know where it's going to lead you. So just try new things, right? Try all these different things and then see where it can go. And I think that's one of the reasons why you were able to start this business, right, Stacey? You said yes, and then you figured out that it was something that you were really interested in. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing when I got started. <laughs> Probably the first like two years of my business, I just tried a bunch of things. And I, I feel like I could write a whole book about all of the failed attempts at making money in the first couple of years. I was a teacher, so I had a salary coming in. I didn't have to rely on my my side hustle money. Um, but I think when I finally found something that really clicked for me, which is I, I got an opportunity. I, I set a goal for myself to write 30 query letters in 30 days, um, which is a big undertaking. A query letter to a publication takes several hours to write just one. Um, and 29 of those flopped, didn't hear back. One of them, I got an opportunity and that was to ghostwrite like a small portion of a book for a publisher. They had an urgent need. I was available. It just happened to land in their inbox at the right time. Um, and so once I got into this world of like writing and ghostwriting and, you know, working in this publishing industry, I was like, oh, like this is what I love and I'm getting to get paid for this. How cool is this? But it took a lot of like just kind of figuring my way out through the wild world of writing until I found that place that I felt really at home. Yeah. And, and that's interesting because that's one of the hardest things for writers, right? It's like, where do I find my next project? And what you did was you just went out there, wrote these query letters, and then just hope that somebody will say yes to you. In today's world, like right now, should that still be the same type of strategy somebody should do if they do want to go into ghostwriting? Um, what would you say would be the best way to do it? It's interesting because I actually think that a lot of the strategies that I used early on in my business still work because they are really about just like a human touch piece that I think gets missed a lot. A lot of times when people come to me for mentorship or advice in their ghostwriting or writing careers, which happens a lot just because I've been in this industry for so long. Um, one of the things that I tell them is to like tell people what you're doing. I'm surprised at how many people don't send like 
a thoughtful email to their closest contacts saying, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm looking for. If you know somebody that's looking for this, would you please pass my name along? Like that simple act of, um, in, of, I would say actively attracting work your way versus kind of hoping that something comes your way. And then the other piece that I think I have done very effectively in my business, I didn't know at the time that I was doing marketing, um, but I speak a lot. I've spoken at many events over the years. I wrote a book um, early. My first book came out in 2013. Um, I've since written many, many other books, authored or co-authored. Um, I did content like you, Debbie, you know, I, I didn't have a podcast, but I had a blog, um, my newsletter that I send twice a week. So there's a lot of those pieces that I think a lot of times people feel very helpless. Like, where do I find work? You actually need to be attracting work. You need to be doing things that keep you top of mind and get you noticed and get you recommended so that when somebody, this is why I mentioned niching. For me, I am the nonfiction book expert. That's what I want to be known for. That's what I hope people think of when they when their friend is working on a nonfiction book. They go, oh, Stacy, she's the one that can help you. So what is that thing? You don't have to know it right now, but work toward that. Work toward that thing that you want to be the best at, you want to be known for, and then create content, reach out, talk about it, introduce yourself as that, like be active in shaping your own future as a business owner. Yeah. And I think that's really important to emphasize. And I love that you're doing that is because instead of being somebody who lets things happen to them, you're actually taking action. Um, And that goes a very long way because you're trying to reach for what you actually want. Um, And It also is really hard, especially if you are an introvert. And I feel like a lot of writers are because that's one of the things that you love, right? Okay, I'm not bothered. I can just look down, type on my keyboard, and that's it. Now, what would you say to people who are introverts and who it's really hard for them to go out there and put themselves out there? Maybe there's a bit of a you know, fear or they don't really, they're, you know, they feel like they're too shy or they don't know what to do to make themselves um, be seen. I can empathize with that. Although I'm not an introvert, I'm an ambivert. So I'm like, (laughs) Um, but I, I, I can empathize with that. And did you know, introverts make the best public speakers, the best actors, the best comedians. I mean, really, if you look at a lot of people who have been very successful, they, they would identify as introverts. So I actually think it's a superpower. I think there's this level of introspection as an introvert and like inner quietness that when you do get to show up and shine, you really shine brighter than maybe you would have imagined. So that's one piece. I think like just because you're an introvert, I don't think that that should be seen as something that's going to hold you back. I actually think you're going to be amazing if you go out and, and take the spotlight somewhere. But the other piece of it is like, and I, I don't mean to be like, you know, we'll just, you know, I don't want to be that person like, we'll just deal with it and do it. But kind of yeah, deal like, yeah, because if you really want this dream, if you want this thing that you're desiring, like if it's truly in your heart and on your mind to achieve this career or this, whatever it is, whether it's writing or something else, like 
you are the only person that can do that. So find your way forward in small increments to get comfortable, to begin, you know, being more, this is especially for women, like taking up more space. It's, we are conditioned to not take up space. So it can be very hard to now invite thing, invite attention in your direction but maybe just find little ways that you could start doing that. And it could be as simple as a one-on-one conversation. It could be, you know, an email that you write to one person instead of 80 people, you know, those little things. And over time, it will start becoming more comfortable. Yeah. And I love that because you can do this one thing at a time and also practicing, right? And I think especially as writers, when you're pitching, you're going to get a lot of no's. And sometimes that can feel, well, not sometimes it, it never feels good when you get a no. Um, but I, you know, with me, I feel like you get used to it and it's like, okay, well, another no. (laughs) Um, and then you just keep going and you keep going and you're, you're going to get those yeses. Um, and it's similar to talking to people, you're going to be really shy in the beginning, but then it's going to get a lot easier and you're going to find your groove and it's going to happen one way or another, but you can't stop. You just have to keep going. And I love how you you said that, Stacey. You're like, you don't want to say that you just have to kind of do it, but you have to. It's true. If you don't do it, who else is going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, at the end of the day, like we have a lot of power to shape our own future. And a lot of that is actually made in daily small decisions. It's not necessarily always the big, huge decisions. It's that like daily touch point, the daily things that you do, the emails that you send out to your contacts, um, all of those things, the the social media, as much as like, I know people don't love it. um, It is one way you can start just being more present, being more seen There's all these different things that you could be doing on a daily basis that also I think whether or not that particular thing lends to a client, like brings in a client, you are also like energetically moving about in the world in a different way when you start to actively shape your own future versus waiting for things to come to you. Yeah, which is really true because I think Sometimes we just feel like, oh, things should be happening. I don't understand. Or we question why things aren't happening. Meanwhile, we've just been sitting down twiddling our thumbs and just waiting for things (laughs) to happen. Thank you so much, Stacey, for being here with us. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Oh, thank you. I loved this conversation. I, I hope this was helpful for anybody who's working, whether it's a writing career or another freelance or just building a business. You can learn more about me at stacyennis.com or on my podcast, Beyond Better. And I'm also on Instagram at Stacey Ennis. Perfect. Thank you so much, Stacey. We really appreciate all of the um, information you gave us, all the tips and tricks. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Stacy. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to create a profitable business through ghostwriting. 
Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreateapodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.